From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. You know, everybody asks songwriters, how much of that song is from you and from your life? And today you don't even have to wonder. We're going to be listening to paragraphs and maybe even chapters from a singer-songwriter whose life is an open book. And that's by his own admission, because his life is an open book. You're going to be hearing from John Louvier, singer-songwriter here in Salt Lake City, acoustic guitar and vocals. With him is musician and producer Andrew Goldring who collaborated on the very last album that John did. And we're going to hear the title song, lots of great music. I would say that you can listen for a hint of Neil Young today and some tasty, just right electric guitar licks that are just this side of Mark Knopfler. I have loved listening to the album that's sort of open and spare. There's just plenty of room for anything you want to think about or feel during these songs. And we're going to start right off with Young Fighter from the latest album from John Louvier. There's a picture of me that my grandmother painted And I keep it hanging on my wall I'm five years old with a stick horse in my hand And the other a pistol Young fighters fear even to tears The day they've got to ride along when the smoke had cleared, everyone I held dear was gone, gone, right on. Young fighter, right on. Young fighter. The horse I ride has got steel and tires And the pistol I wave's got strings And before you I stand with the heart of a man But sometimes that boy needs to sing To remember the sounds when he first to the ground And the fear began to flow And how the heart of a man is Stand time after time beating low right on young fighter right on young fighter
Five years old with a stick horse in my hand and the other a pistol. Young Fighter, that is John Louvier from his album, brand new. It's called Forever Is Now. And we are coming to you live from Studio 6 here at BYU Broadcasting. John, thanks so much for coming in and singing for us. Oh, my pleasure. It's so fun to hear it live. Yeah. It's fun to play it live. And I was going to ask, uh, you know, that particular song looks way back. Oh, yeah. know, it's a song about memory and about change, and uh, there's some nostalgia in there. But you've said about this album that it was 20 years in the making. What do you mean when you talk about that? Um, I suppose I've been hearing an album that is this well-produced in my head for that long. Uh-huh. And I've just never had the resources or the camaraderie or whatever it takes to kind of make it happen. It's a nice combination. Now, of course, today we're hearing the two-person version, but, you know, there's a rhythm section, there's guitar, mm-hmm. there's some organ, other stuff on the actual recording. But the heart of the song, though, feels the same to me. I think so, too. Yeah, I think there's... I mean, the reason why I chose Andrew is because he can feel the space that I try to create with my songs. And uh, I think it's an element that I really value in my songs. So... Uh, we also read that when you were doing your previous album that you put up, uh, you posted on social media, I'm recording, leave me alone. <laughs> so I want to ask, you have the same process? Do you need to sort of shut yourself away to create something when it's that recording time? No, I've, I probably said it sarcastically. It was <laughs> okay. a way of saying, um, I mean, knowing me, it's my version of advertising. Oh, okay. So, you know, oh, there's something. Because if, if you just put it straight out there, hey, everybody, I'm doing a recording, you know, it's like crickets. But if you say, hey, I'm recording, leave me alone, it's almost like I'm inviting people to like, come <laughs> and bother me. Come interrupt me. Yes. There's a, also a certain uh, kind of what you called a brand of heartache. So are you purposefully mm-hmm. looking for those moments that were kind of heartbreaking moments to, to put in a song? Um, or is that what naturally the, comes out? The latter. The latter of the two, for sure. I, I, I've tried to write 
happy, you know, funny, whatever songs, and they just don't stick. And it's clear that the moment I pick up the guitar, it was like a, uh, a tap root. Mm-hmm. It, like nothing else could touch it. Nothing else seems to touch it the way that music does. I can I write a lot too, stories and such, and it seems to be that I have the freedom to write funny, to write all kinds of different voices. But when it comes to guitar, it's just, it's singular, and I don't understand what that is. Um, but I've stopped. I've, the beauty is I've stopped fighting it, <laughs> and that's a lot of rest. They, they say of writers that, that when you finally write what's most personal, it will be the most universal. Mm, mm. So have you had enough people hearing the new album now to, to make those connections with people? I mean, I, th- I think my <laughs> uh, currently my fan base is so small. Uh, it's really, it's, I, and that's due, due to me. I haven't really gone out and advertised. Or My, my fan base is my friends mm-hmm. who have known me for 20 years and such. Um, and yes, I've I've gotten two texts or phone calls or emails saying um, the same thing. I had to pull my car over because I was crying so hard. Mm. Um, I've gotten the I go to bed to your album every night now. Um, I've gotten my kids sing your songs all day long throughout the house. And I've gotten all of the whole sort of the things that you're trying to really hit home, which is people feeling like it's you are accidentally singing their song even though you wrote the song for yeah. you. Well, speaking of friends and shows and music, you had this great story. I hope you'll tell us the story about a friend of yours who surprised you mm. unexpectedly at a show. Did he ever? This is a good kind of friend to have. My Lord. Uh, yeah, I met Leaf back when we were both 21, 22, um, and he's been my best friend ever since then. We're both 97 now. Uh, so it's a long friendship. It's been a long friendship, 70-some-odd <laughs> years. Uh, this was the big release. I've, I've been, you know, promoting the show, and and at the at the day of the show, I was just getting cancellation after cancellation from dear dear friends of mine with really um, valid. It didn't even matter if it was valid. I'm, I can't require anybody to go to a show. Anyway, it was heartbreaking. Not that people weren't coming. That's that that's so many. Mm. It was. I was beside myself, like wondering how could this be such a, 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 a and so I was really really stressed out more than the usual neurotic nature that I get before a show. And I was up front helping my friend who was going to be running the merch table and counting T-shirts, and I looked up, and and there was my best friend. He had uh, he didn't tell me. He flew in from Seattle, and he was sort of like rubbing his hands together, sneaky kind of excitement. He was overjoyed with how surprised I was. Uh-huh. And I was overjoyed. And uh, he was, it was like medicine, Soon afterwards, we found each other. I, I, I drug him to the green room, and I just laid down in his lap, and I just told him <laughs> all of my fears, everything that was going on, and he just uh, looked me at the in the eye and just said, "Uh huh, I totally, I totally get it." And within ten minutes, all of my anxiety was gone. People still showed up. Did they ever? Yeah, I mean, my my aspirations are so high. I don't admit it very often, but mine are to the sky. I, I have enormous aspirations. Um, I don't. And so not as many people as I had hoped showed up, but you bet. I think the, ty- the type of people who do show up to my shows are so full of love and want to embrace strangers and people and meet new people and open their own hearts up that the room feels way fuller than it actually is. You know what I mean? Hmm. Set up the title song. We want to hear this. The Future Is Now. Yeah. Uh, the Future Is Now is one of two songs in my life that I just sat down and the entire song came out 
without any stops. Mm. Every chord, every lyric, um, not a chord has been changed and not a lyric has been changed. And I don't know why that is, but that's that's what happened. All right, we're going to hear it. You're going to hear uh, live from Studio 6, John Louvier, singer-songwriter from here in Salt Lake City, performing the title song of this album, The Future Is Now, and he's performing with guitarist Andrew Goldring. And we'll talk more after the song. You're not the same woman I knew Then again, why would you be? I haven't changed I tell myself But you see right through me You were the moon And I was the sea Every wave inside of me Rose and it fell For you And suddenly Gravity on we grew apart I stayed waiting for chances and here we are now distant stars exchanging glances hold on to the ones you love even though one day you'll have to let them go Cause you know what you're building right now Is a memory Is a memory Hold on to the ones you love Cause the future is right now Oh, the future is right now Oh, the future is right now How many lives do we get? Because I know I've lived a few Maybe life's chances They come looking for you You grew up We grew apart but if we're lucky, we'll find each other In the next life, the blink of an eye 
or just a few years from now just a few years from now hold on to the ones you love even though one day you'll have to let them go cause you know what you're building right now is a memory is a memory hold on to the ones you love cause the future is right now well the future is right Well, the future is right now. The Future Is Now, title song of the new album from John Louvier. We're going to hear some more songs from him, including in just a second from now. We're going to retune and we'll hear another one from that album. And the particular line that really got me from this, uh, the song is called When I'm With You, but this particular question you'd sort of hate to ask in any relationship, uh, when I'm with you, are you with me? Dreamed you would call me up again when things got lonely. It's understood there's a place I've held for you and you only. Night is young. Do you have someone to spare in the evening with? No, I don't. I said in and to your arms. I found some needed rest Sunrise I dreamt that I'd been with you last night To my surprise my phone, it rings, and there's your name in lights. Hello, it's me. Do you want someone to spend the evening with? If it's you, I said, then into these arms, come find some needed rest. Finally realize it's always you 
want to hold my hand It's always me Who I want to see again with you. That's from the album The Future Is Now. We're listening here live on Highway 89 to John Louvier and getting a tour of a brand new album, kind of a stripped down version here. We're going to hear an older tune in just a minute, but uh, it's always fun to get surprised by people. It sort of shakes up your expectations a little bit. And when we read that you really love to listen to musicals, Mm. I have to admit, (laughs) I thought, really? I like West Side Story, My Fair Lady, Singing in the Rain. Uh And but that didn't seem sarcastic or tongue-in-cheek. No, it's for real. I, 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 yeah, I can't help but cry when I listen to musicals. And I, I don't know what it is. So it's been that way since I was... I think it's... Uh, there's definitely a feeling that I was born in the wrong century. I think I for sure would have done vaudeville if I had a chance. Because <laughs> um, I'm all parts goofy. And I feel like musicals kind of combine all these different things, elements that I love. Um, and I also have that kind of voice when I... It's just not what comes out when I play guitar. Mm-hmm. But I know how to stand and pretend that I'm doing a musical. <laughs> but I don't do that very often. Another thing that you wrote about was that you are, as I said in the intro, pretty much an open book. Mm-hmm. And, and, you're, and you seem to be very open that your life is the, the source from which you're mining the music. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Did you always do that? I guess what I'm trying to ask. Mm-hmm. That's kind of therapeutic, too. I think to to a lot of people it is. Uh-huh. I think to some people it's, it's 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 intimidating. It's therapeutic to me for sure. I'm my audience. Um, I started being, I started speaking my mind or speaking my heart. I think from a really early age. Um, I'm sure I had some really good reasons, but but now that I'm older, I just don't know how to stop. <laughs> I don't I don't see any value in holding back anymore either. And I think it's sort of. The people that I surround myself with, I always, I, I feel like, kind of, uh, I think I value them for the same reasons, mm. you know, that they share what's on their heart and mind. Yeah. 
Well, when we were setting up today, you told me a great story about uh, this song you're going to play. This is from a previous album, the title track, uh, mm. The Longest Year. Yep. And in a minute, I want to ask about the album cover because it's just so great. But great? we'll talk about that. Yeah. But, uh, but you told me the story about for years you just sang the first verse because there was only one verse. Yep. Yep. I mean, I've been writing songs for 25 years. I write lots and lots of songs. And there's usually a pattern. You write a few verses and a bridge and a chorus or no bridge or something. And it was, uh, I couldn't pretend that I had verse two of Longest Year. And so I, I just sang it twice. But I love that it didn't stop you from doing it in shows. It's like, well, it doesn't have a second verse, but. You know where I got that from? I never thought about this, but there's a guy named Damien Gerardo who I heard him do that early on back in the 90s with his albums. He would sing the verse over again. And I guess it just gave me permission. And that's all. Yeah. But eventually. Yeah, this, just this last year. I must have wrote the song, I don't know how many years ago, many years ago. And, and did you sit down thinking, I should finish this, or did it just happen? It just happened. I knew I was going to be playing the show, and I wanted to. I knew I was going to be bringing it into the show. And usually I'm, I'm motivated by, I'm usually motivated by pain. That's my main motivator. I'm in a corner. I don't want to be in this corner. It hurts. Let's do something about it. Um, or like... I just don't like this thing. So every time I sang it, I knew that I didn't like having to sing it twice. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, you know, you can do something about it if you want to, John. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, it's my song. Uh, so I, um, I don't know what happened. I, it, I've been waiting for verse two for quite some time, and it finally just came. That's all you can say. I, I'm, I'm not in charge of when those things happen. Well, we're going to hear a song now that is years in the making. We're going to hear this very song called The Longest Year, which was title track of the previous album. And I have to tell you, while we're getting setting, setting up and retuning, uh, John wrote that his friend Leaf that we talked about earlier took him to an open mic one time, and they play, were playing, and this big guy from Seattle said, which one of you plays the, the guitar? He said, I do. He says, well, I front a band in Seattle playing Motown songs. You're up for playing. John says he happened to have sitting on the dock of the bay right there in his folder and discovered he needed to play back, background rhythm guitar for Motown music the rest of his life. So there's that. There's musicals. And now we're going to hear The Longest Year. house is hot, never feel the breeze that once would cool, these walls are just a memory now of you and all I've done wrong, the hope we had has died, wanted you here and by my side, but suddenly I went and lost my mind and now you're gone. I made some bad choices, I suppose This is one of them that has left me alone And this has been the longest year of my life If I'd known it would turn out like this If I'd known just how much I'd miss you This has been the longest year of my life 
so house is cold, never feel the heat we used to know. And these walls, they offer nothing more to hold. So out into the night, I'm searching for a hope or just a sign. Maybe I'll forgive myself this time. I've made some bad choices, I suppose. This is one of them that has left me alone. And this has been the longest year of my life. If I'd known it would turn out like this, if I'd known just how much I'd miss you, this has been the longest year of my life. Longest Year, title song from the previous album by our guest today, John Louvier. And you can check him out online if you want to. Go to johnlouvier.bandcamp.com. That's L-O-U-V-I-E-R-E. And because you just sang that song, that is the title song, you have to tell us the story of this great, great picture, which is the album cover. And, and to describe it, it sort of looks like you're in khaki clothes you've been hiking it looks like a long time you got a big backpack on and where are you are you in a lava field or something it, i just can't even tell it looks otherworldly it is otherworldly uh it's in the very center of haleakala on maui mm. it's a volcano and uh we're in uh full gear full rain gear mm. we've got it at some discount play for like ten dollars just full body because it was uh, misty and rain the whole time and yeah it's it, it's the equivalent of what we get to experience in southern utah like and maybe Goblin Valley, mm. except it's it's all black um, volcano rock, and it was like being absolutely like being in another world. 
So who took the picture? Just someone you were hiking? You know, I happened to be going on a walkabout uh, throughout the islands, and um, a dear friend of mine's boyfriend um, had it scheduled to go hike Haleakala, and a friend of his, I think, couldn't make it or something, and he asked if I would like to go. And I had been sedentary for a very, very long time um, uh, through depression and sort of things that I had, you know, neglect of my own. Uh, and I was really, really intimidated by doing this trip. And so he captured this photo, and it really s sort of signified a, a very large transition in my life that was about to happen, which was I was about to take a, a really scary step forward, mm. meaning just simply out of my apartment, you know, and facing life again. Yeah. So I, 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 I love it. It's a very memorable trip. I hope to go back again. So you posted this, mm -hmm. and then people kept commenting, this should be an album cover. Yeah. It was obvious right away. It was obvious right away. <laughs> so all you had to do was write the album. I had two, I had two or three choices of of, uh, of of album covers, and this one kind of won the day by a long, long shot. Yeah, long well, shot. I can see why. It, 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 it almost looks like, wow, what a setup to arrange for all that, but and, but it doesn't feel produced. No. <laughs> no, and that's, that's the beauty of it, just really organic. Well, set up this next song for us. It's called Are You Listening? Uh, wow. This song was a big surprise to me. I'm always writing songs. And this one was in a key I don't normally sing, and in a registry I don't normally sing, but about people that I really love to sing about, which are people who just don't feel heard in some way or another, definitely feel alone. Mm. Um, and how that's kind of a universal thing. And I don't know where the references of Picasso and Van Gogh came from, um, but they pleased me to no end, um, and I hope to do more of that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, grab your guitar here. We're about to hear John Louvier. He's going to perform this song, Are You Listening? We read this great uh, little comment that is the perfect intro to this, I think, that he, he says he had just, uh, he was driving to his friend's apartment. He heard the DJ say on the radio, and next we have music from a local songwriter, John Louvier. He says, I sat at the light stunned. The DJ said, John has just released a new album today, produced by Andrew Goldring, and they'll both be playing. He mentions an upcoming concert. Here's the music from that new album, The Future Is Now. And on came the song we're about to hear, Are You Listening? Which was, I think, pretty incredible that you were, and you heard this. So here we go with Are You Listening? But are you listening? Everybody 
Listening, coming to you live on Highway 89. Artist in studio today, John Louvier with Andrew Goldring on guitar. We were going to ask a couple random questions. We weren't sure where to put these, what category, so we just collected them and said, John, here are some random questions. We thought we were going to like you the minute we saw your email address, which is John Groovy Hair. I won't give the whole thing. That's Yeah. <laughs> and also that you talk about being a lifelong Steve Martin fan. Now, were you like all the way and you knew about the banjo playing and all of the stuff he did? Uh, I forget when Saturday Night Live came out. I think it was 
1975, 78. But from early on, my mom just sat me right in front of the television. And we, I just come from a hilarious family. And uh, Steve Martin, we did Steve Martin bits in my house my, my all growing up. Uh-huh. And uh, every accent we could do. It just loved being silly. And I think that's why I thought I was, you know, vaudeville would have been the perfect, <laughs> you know. Uh, and being musical, you know, was all part of that. And I'm going to show, I, I must be hopelessly out of touch, but I don't even know what pickleball is. Oh, gee, pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is mentioned in your writings. In your it is a lot. <laughs> I was, I'm a big, I was pickleball champ in junior high, and uh, we like to joke that it's the fastest sport growing among seniors, um, <laughs> which is true. It's fastest grow, uh, sport growing among seniors today. It's, a, it's basically, um, it's like playing ping pong, on a life-size court with kind of volleyball rules. Uh-huh. Um, and so you can play singles and doubles. And it's like playing, basically playing tennis, but you're playing with wooden rackets and a specialized hardened wiffle ball. And so all types of spins, you can hit as hard as you can, as soft as you can. And it's, as a kid who grew up as an athlete, it's just a brilliant sport. I love it. It actually sounds kind of fun. It's so great. And I love the name, of course. <laughs> it was named after the guy's uh, dog. And the reason why I got to do it in junior high is because it was started, I think, in Mercer Island which is in the Seattle area, and I grew up in that area. And so it was in our schools as a sport, which is really cool. <laughs> Let's teach the kids the seniors. So at least it wasn't curling. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, we have time to get one more song okay. in, which I think is the perfect one. And this is uh, the final track, actually, so appropriately enough, our, our song to take us out today. The album is called The Future Is Now. We're going to hear this song called uh, Home. Again, you can go online and you can check out the music of John Louvier on Bandcamp. Here we go with Home. All will be well, said the song as she settled beneath the western sky. I lie next to you in the hospital room. Something isn't right I I want to be Home Where with you To Oh, well. 
home final song on the brand new album the future is now just released by our guest today live in studio john louvier singer songwriter based here in salt lake city acoustic guitar and vocals today and andrew goldring was here electric guitar and vocals producer of the album for more information about john's music go to john thank you both of you sounded great. Nice to have you here. If you're listening at home, just caught part of the show, you want to hear it again or share it with someone, you can do that so easily. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org highway89. And follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates, special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite, and our producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.